Welcome to another episode of the Miami Comedy Podcast, where we go live every single day-ish to say what is up. Thanks very much for joining me. Uh, happy Friday, Miami. How are you? How's your day? What do you guys have planned? I am trying to figure out what I'm going to do this weekend. Uh, for those new to the podcast, I'm not drinking this year. 2022 is a sober year for me. Uh, so far, so good. However, um, like I've mentioned many times before, I am extremely bored. And I'm trying to figure out what is there to do? What are your event recommendations if you're not drinking? Like, what is there to do in Miami if alcohol's not involved? It's almost a little bit sad to admit that you can't go out in Miami unless you're drinking. You might as well stay indoors and play Monopoly by yourself. <laughs> what do you guys recommend? Like, I've been doing things mostly during the daytime. Uh, you know, I find myself going to the park and just sitting down, people watching. Even in the park, people are drinking. You know, inside those little huts. I'm over in Tropical Park. I'm over in Amelia Earhart Park. I'm just watching parents drinking while their children are running around or riding tricycles or whatever. And I don't blame them, right? If you're a parent, especially raising those little munchkins over here in the city of Miami, of course you got to get drunk, right? Can you imagine the things they're being taught at an early age in this city? <laughs> Learning how to flip things in school, right? Itsy says, uh, it's, it's, it's divin, it's divin. Uh, grocery shopping, yeah, that's... That's kind of an activity you've got to do when you don't go out to drink. That's actually a good one. Great recommendation. I appreciate it. You really can't do much, man. I've realized, uh, you know, I've been, I've been on and off sober since 2016, when you're on, when you're off. And I've got to admit, man, in the city of Miami, sobriety is almost like you're, you're pulling a magic trick. You know those kinds of people that, like, they put themselves in a block of ice, like those magicians that they put themselves in a block of ice for, like, a month or something? And then you wonder, like, oh, how's he doing that? It's kind of like doing it's, it's sobriety. It feels like it's that, right? If someone claims to be sober and then, you know, you take them out to a party and it's lit and everybody's having a great time and you're like, oh, I'm not drinking. It's like, how do you do that? Oh, my God. They call all their friends like, yo, this guy is sober. It's 2 a.m. Everybody here is having a great time. Women are grinding, Guys are buying bottles. Hell, you even got somebody in your group drinking off a bottle, and you're not going to take a sip of a bottle? How do you do it, man? It's almost like you want to document yourself doing it because then you show it to people, and then people are just being surprised by the magic that you're causing. How are you staying sober in Miami, bro? Either that, either they're amazed by the fact that you're sober or they feel as if you've done something wrong. Every time I, you know, hey, man, what are you having? I'll buy you a drink. I was like, no, man, I'm not drinking. What happened? Why ain't you drinking? What did you do? They probably think, like, my parole officer is waiting for me outside with a breathalyzer or something. Nothing, man. I just want to know what life is like being sober. And one thing I've learned, boring. But you get a lot of stuff done, okay? If you ever feel like a year was wasted because you didn't do much, try to take a year in sobriety and watch all the things you'll end up doing just because of how sober you are. And the trick is the first four months. If you can muster four months of sobriety, from my experience, five to 12, they're easy. It's the first four months when you start feeling like, I really need a drink. And it's the triggers that'll get you. Right? Like for me, the triggers are barbecuing on a sunny day, the beach, 
and big booties at a party. <laughs> when I see a big booty, I'm like, oh man, I gotta, I gotta get lit. <laughs> it's true, man. Uh, my dating life has really every year. The years that I'm sober, my dating life has really uh, gone down significantly. It almost feels as if in order for you to have a successful dating life, alcohol has to be involved. It's it's weird, all right? Take it from a guy that's doing this, all right? A lot of people say, oh, you know, and I've met a lot of girls, like, you don't got to get drunk to have a good time on a date. Shut up. Yeah, you do, all right? You want to lose your inhibitions. You want to speak your mind. You want to get into that drunken character where you're all fun and cool, all right? Can you imagine the world's most interesting man no longer drinking Dos Equis? He'd just be an old man. Oh, look at the old man. Help him cross the street, guys. <laughs> hey, isn't that the Dos Equis guys? Yeah, but he stopped drinking, man. You know, ever since he stopped drinking, he just, he's just not cool anymore. Everybody just sees him as a geriatric that needs help. All right? Somebody keep him company. <laughs> His stories are so boring when he's not drunk. <laughs> so, uh, some other things that I've... I've been doing is like, I'm trying to figure out what can I do when alcohol is not involved? I used to go to this arcade. Maybe you guys are familiar with it. I love fighting games. So I, I, I visit the arcade odyssey down South, uh, occasionally on a late night. And then they, they, out of nowhere, they just started serving beer. It's like, can I not enjoy anything? Can I, it's, it's temptation all around me all the time. All right. It's already awkward enough that I'm in arcade odyssey with this mustache. When there's teenagers around. <laughs> I can't enjoy sobriety, man. Everywhere you go, they're serving drinks. You try to go to the movies, it's a Cena Bistro. Hey, what are you having to drink? Damn. Yeah, we got this special movie margarita here. We got the, the Batman vodka sips. Whatever. You know, it's just... Well, I, I just feel sometimes like I'm just going to cave in on a random day. Like when I don't even expect it whatsoever. You know, like I'm just going to cave in and have a glass of wine at some networking event at Barnes and Nobles. And then I'm going to be like, is this it? Is this how I'm breaking it? Huh? In the back of a bookstore in front of 50 year old ladies. I, I messed up. Joe says, never understood why people love to get drunk. But the drunks probably say the same thing about me and how I smoke tree. <laughs> I mean, it's a given that you smoke. I mean, who, who names themselves Dro on Instagram? Don't judge me, bro. All right? I'm not a pothead. Yes, I am. <laughs> Dro gives it away. Yeah, marijuana. Um, I like it and I don't at the same time. I kind of do it very, very seldomly. Um, but when I was in my 20s, I did it a lot. And I did it, and I would listen to music. And it's one of the reasons I love music so much, because I was tripping out in it, man. I was into it. As I, it was like I was in the studio with the doors when I was 23 years old. I was there. Riders on the storm. Oh, man. <laughs> and uh, the, thing about, the thing about marijuana is that it definitely affects your thinking, at least for me. Some people, like, dude, when I do the marijuana parties, the people that are there, they're very chill and relaxed, and I can be too, but at the same time, the thoughts that I have aren't, they're not always my own. It's kind of just like random. It's like sometimes I would go down a rabbit hole on marijuana, and I'm like, 
And then when I'm sobering up, I'm like, what the hell was I thinking about for the last three hours? You know, it's almost like watching TV in my head <laughs> of some random thing that I'm thinking about, you know, for hours on. It's like, all right, I don't know why I was thinking about fruit cups for the last hour and a half. This is weird. <laughs> but all right, man, whatever, to each their own. You know, I understand the marijuana craze. You relax. You start watching a movie. You listen to music. You play video games. Sex on marijuana is good, right? I've done that. That's pretty cool. Uh, but for me, one thing that I really want to do is I want to start experiencing and having good experiences sober. And that's one of the reasons why I experiment with sobriety. But when you're sober, the only thing I'm experiencing is, is just boredom. But within that boredom, I get stuff done. You know what I mean? Like, and I enjoy things in a different way. Like last night out of boredom, I went to top golf and I just golfed and I learned how to swing out of frustration. Frustration made me learn how to swing a golf club. Um, but yeah, I go to Top Golf, and lo and behold, you know, I just go there. I grab a, a, a Sunday, and I'm enjoying the event of golfing and swinging the thing and making the ball go far, right? And then, you know, then the waiter comes around and is like, "Hey, can I get you anything to drink?" It's like, I ordered a Sunday for a reason, sir. Please don't ask. It's almost like I get offended. I can't wait till I start the revolution of getting sober people together and start complaining when somebody asks them for a drink. I'm a sober person and you need to respect my boundaries in sobriety. Please do not ask me what I want to have to drink. And you go on... <laughs> you go on Twitter. I was at Top Golf. And the waiter asked me if I wanted a margarita, not knowing my preferences in sobriety. Sir, please ask me if I'm sober first before you offer me a drink with alcohol. It's only right. I identify as a sober person. <laughs> I'm going to start that revolution. I'm going to start getting everybody. Hey, I want Instagram and Facebook underneath the pronouns to say whether I'm sober or not. People must know. <laughs> We're really complaining about everything these days, aren't we? That's when you know you're free. That's when you know you're living in the best country in the world when people start complaining about dumb things like that. <laughs> God, this freedom makes me so bored. I want to start shaking things up and start getting in people's business. That's good. That's a keeper right there. Uh, hey, yo, what up, Mocha? The Real Alejandro, Jose Canseco, Akula, Jeff Anuto, Tiffany, uh, Perlace. What's up, guys? Dro says, uh, functioning pothead. I need, I need it to help me focus at the office and keep from smacking people at work with the nonsense. Yeah, I've heard of those, too, the functioning potheads where y you actually perform better when you're high. Now, I'm not one of those. Although, I do remember when I was in college, I would smoke in the parking lot before going to class, and it would make me focus more on the whatever. Like, it makes me get into it. Oh, my God. This is amazing. And it's like algebra. <laughs> You're like, oh, business math. Yes, show me. How do I balance the checkbook? <laughs> what is the difference between account receivables and account paid? Show me. Right? And it's like... Uh, yeah, I, I, can, I can see that. It, it's happened in my life a couple of times. But it, I also worry about those kinds of people that need marijuana to function, you know, like the people that wake and bake every single day. 
I have those friends. I'm sure you do too. Wake and bake is such a common thing to do, right? Can you imagine that? Some people wake up. I'm going out for a run. I'm going to yoga. I'm going to smoke this fat blood. And, you know, you smoke, you go to work, you chill, you could do your job, you do everything fine, right? If you live that lifestyle as a functioning pothead, by all means. But if you're a functioning pothead, like I wouldn't want, you know, uh, the pilot of the airplane I'm in to be a, a functioning pothead. I don't care, right? <laughs> it makes me fly the plane better, bro. It's almost like I'm in the mechanics. <laughs> do not smoke weed before getting on the flight, sir. It makes me function better. It makes me focus. I know whether I'm going northwest, south, or east just by using my head. <laughs> I don't need a compass. No, stop. <laughs> Construction workers, yeah, I'm a functioning pothead. I know how to use these controls. Even though I've never used this device before, I'm pretty sure I could figure it out. Please do not, right? Functioning potheads are only if you got like an office job. Functioning potheads is only if you got to deal with people at the office. It doesn't really, it doesn't really work when it comes to like very critical uh, uh, positions where other people's lives are at stake, all right? Functioning potheads do not exist when other people's lives are at stake. <laughs> all right, it's only if you got to put up with HR or if you got to put up with customers. Have you ever gotten customer service while the person was high? I've gotten that all the time. Hey, man, what's up? How are you? Hey, look who's high this morning. What's up, man? Yeah, let me get a bagel with cheese. And a cappuccino. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> oh, God bless them. Uh, functioning potheads. All right, so yeah, I mean, other things that I do as an event, as a sober event recommendation is, um, yeah, I've gotten into top golf, bowling, uh, going to the parks, reading books like in public just to get some sunshine. It's, it, and anything at night in the city of Miami, it's almost impossible to do without there being alcohol involved, right? You try to go out to a fancy dinner. Uh, the person you're with is ordering wine. You're drinking seltzer water. You try to watch a movie, seeing the bistro offers drinks. Um, it's, just, it's just rampant. And it's one of the things that I've realized about living in the city of Miami, that if, if you don't drink, you really can't enjoy it as much as uh, somebody that does. Or at least maybe I haven't discovered how. Or maybe I haven't tricked myself enough to realize this. But, dude, everything that involves alcohol is so much fun, right? You're on a beach. You're on a yacht. And if there's beautiful women, like, around and, you know, and alcohol's not involved, everybody's going home. You know what I'm saying? Can you imagine a sober guy throwing a party? Hey, everybody, let's get on my yacht. And then when people show up, it's like, oh, yeah, I'm not serving any alcohol. I'm sober. People are jumping out of that boat, man. There's no way in hell. That that is going to be considered a party. It's almost going to be like a uh, you got punked, right? People are like, "Yo, am I getting punked? What is this? What do you mean you're not serving alcohol? I'm I'm serving seltzer water. I got root beer, cream soda. All right, if you want some ice cream sundays, there's a gentleman in the back serving them. I'm paying him fifty dollars an hour to give you all the ice cream you want. I don't care. All right, get me off this boat. Somebody. <laughs> Somebody call another boat charter so I can hop off this boat and then, you know, jump over there. <laughs> this is good. All right. Okay. Uh, let's go ahead and keep this one short, guys. 
Uh, Friday nights, I mean, Friday afternoons, we do it at 4. This is the, the, the light version of the podcast. And the reason why I do it at 4 o'clock is because I've got a coaching client uh, later on in the afternoon. And it's a lot of energy to do coaching, right? you got to be in the zone. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and keep this one short. If you have any event recommendations on what I can do when I'm sober, uh, let me know. DM me, shoot me something, you know, any ideas. So, so far what I got is parks, the beach, uh, top golf, uh, movie theaters, shopping. I've been doing a lot of shopping recently. I've been updating my wardrobe out of boredom. You know what I mean? And I'm going to go out and get some brand new Adidas, right? Because I'm bored. Uh, Joe says, a party with no alcohol is the equivalent of being invited to a barbecue by a vegan. Exactly. Great. Great analogy. You know what I'm saying? It's almost like saying, hey, everybody, come out to this barbecue. You put it on the flyer. Oh, open barbecue for everybody. You show up. It's just vegetables on, on kebabs. You might even shoot up the party. Everybody going home. I'm going to air this bitch out. <laughs> That's another thing that I'll probably do. You know, if you show up at a party and there's no alcohol, be like, yo, I'm going to air this bitch out. Everybody go home. <laughs> That's how mad people would get if you tricked them. All right. Okay. So a uh, couple of quick announcements. And uh, I announced this just yesterday. This is a brand new announcement for everybody that's, uh, that's into stand-up comedy. Um, I have two brand new shows happening in the city of Miami. I finally found a good partnership. Took a while. Oh, it took a while. Um, the place is called The One on Sunset. And it's a wonderful restaurant. It's got a stage. It's, uh, it's got gourmet food. Burgers, salads, actual main dishes. We're talking about a full dining experience. They serve uh, beer, wine, and they also have an ice cream shop around. It's delicious. All right, it used to be where the Swensons was. Uh, so if you guys want to experience the first ever, the one on Sunset Comedy Night, it's going to be starting uh, April 2nd, the day after April Fool's Day, and that's at 9 o'clock. And then we're going to be doing a Saturday show, which is the 2nd, and then a Thursday show on the 7th. So every Saturday, every Thursday and Saturday at the one on Sunset on US One, I already got the host lined up. We already got a, a showcase in the works, and uh, it's looking to be this one's looking to be a, a pretty big one. All right, because this is probably one of the upper uh, kind of venues in terms of dining, seating, size. Um, it's going to be interesting. And so uh, just visit MiamiComedy.com. I've already uploaded all the dates on there. So you let me know. If you guys want to come out, if you're listening, uh, just DM me. I'll hook you up if you want. I'll give you some free reservations for the first night uh, or the first few nights if you can't make the first week. Uh, just, you know, DM me, okay? Um, Mocha says, uh, <laughs> Backwood says, I didn't even know they had sober places in Miami. I'm telling you, they really don't. Everywhere you go, there's alcohol. And um, it turns out if, if you're in AA, if you're a recovering addict, do not go to Miami. Do not, do not go to Miami. It'll only, it'll, you'll only backslide. You'll only be making decisions you wish you've never had, but you'll have a lot of memories. <laughs> um, do you have any white shirts? Yeah, I have the, uh, the first ones, the ones I, I made in the beginning of the pandemic that I did manually. If you want to buy those, just go to MiamiComedy.com slash shop. They're still on there, Mocha. You let me know. Go ahead and click on purchase. I'll send it your way as soon as I can. And those are special. The white ones are special because I, I actually ink those with 
you know, manually with my bare hands. So it's almost like getting a, an autograph while I'm still here in the garage. All right, you guys are going to remember this. All right, one day you guys are going to be like, yo, man, he made it. I wish I got one of those shirts that, that uh, he, he manually printed in the garage back in the day. Now he just doesn't have enough time to do it. I'm telling you guys, either, either shirt, whether it be the one we print professionally or the one I print manually, you guys are going to remember these. They're limited edition for a reason. Life happens in phases, and so I just want to commemorate the phases with these shirts. It's my art from me to you. All right, there you go. All right, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Bonnie Artilas, it's Shannon. Thanks for coming in last minute. We do these Fridays at 4 o'clock, tomorrow, Saturday, 10.30, late night show. All right, 10.30 p.m. tomorrow, the live stream, where we all get together, write content, say some funny commentary on what it is to live life in the city of Miami and see stand-up comedy shows. I'll see you guys on the next episode. Have a great weekend, y'all.